you are listening to The Doctor Who Match Machine, the game show that is all about you. The Doctor Who Match Machine flies through time and space like a space cupid, looking to match up Doctor Who fans with their perfect story from the entire back archive. Which story will you be matched with? Welcome to The Doctor Who Match Machine. Uh, This is going to be episode nine, and it features um, our lovely guest, Jay. Say hi, Jay. Hello. Hello. Uh, thank you for very much for coming on the show. Very much appreciate you being here. Um, well, thank you for having me. <laughs> you're so welcome. Let's talk um, a little bit about uh, who you are so that the audience can get to know you a little bit. Um, tell me a little bit. Well, first of all, let's talk about how we know each other. Um, I don't even remember who introduced us, but uh, I, probably Christine, right? Because I just know you, I knew you first as a cosplayer. And, and I, I think so. I think that's right. Um, so we kind of, we live in a similar um, location, um, just one town apart, I think. Do you yes. live in, in the Springfield area? Yeah. I live in Springfield. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just kind of right outside. Um, and then uh, we're both in the Springfield Hooligans. I've never actually officially joined. <laughs> oh, have you not? I, I no. guess I could have sworn that you were part of that group. Well, I'm going to have to throw you in there now. <laughs> um, but the Springfield Hooligans is our local, like, Doctor Who club. Um, and then, yeah, I know you specifically from conventions. I think, oh, gosh, we've seen each other maybe a few. Christine probably hooked us up. That's probably what happened. I remember her showing me photos of your costumes before I actually met you. Oh, really? She's I think so there was, like, the TARDIS dress, and yes. she was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing, and you have to see this dress. And, yeah. Yay. Um, you know, I used to do a lot more, and then I decided, for whatever reason, that I needed to get um, a doctorate, so that kind of all <laughs> went on. Crazy. On. I'm so sad about <laughs> it, but um, it's, it's coming back. I just got my sewing room set back up, so it's all going to be good. But you and Christine, and there's a third girl, am I right? Um, well, it's me and my wife, Courtney. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know Courtney. I'm not sure. Uh, I think you met her at game last year. Oh, yes. No, you know what? You're right. Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Christine and another friend of ours, Erin, and then my sister, Brenda, has started cosplaying with us as well. So... We have a I love now. Uh, your group cosplays that you have, and you actually have a group page, which I'll link in the show notes. It's called um, Super Awesome Cosplay Forever. Oh, did I get that right? You say it. Yes. Super Awesome Cosplay Forever. Yes. Which I is love technically it. just me and my wife, but we just sort of include everybody every now and then. It's amazing. But, my well, favorite cosplay that you guys do is a group cosplay where you do um, the girls from Strong Bad. Yeah, Teen Girl Squad. Teen Girl Squad. Oh, there are just not very many people around anymore who know that reference. Um, And and we were afraid when we took that to convention that, like, nobody would really get it, and we'd been there for an hour or two, and we sat down to have a snack, and then somebody came up and just went uh, something about, um, wave of babies, and we were like, yay! It's, a, it's an old school web sca- website um, called Homestar Runner, and it was really popular in like the early aughts, um, the early 2000s, um, and it was just back when, when like Flash was the big deal um, in, in computering, you know. And, and it's uh, still there. They did some, I don't know when, uh, they started doing updates again, I don't know, probably about a year ago, maybe a little over, 
I don't know if they're still doing it, but yeah, they had graduated from Flash. There's actually a really funny little animation about how Flash isn't used by anyone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, and they had a, like a, a couple of videos and some more emails. And so they I had, love they were it. Trying I to kind it. of do it again. That's great. I'm gonna have to go back and revisit the site. I was super into it when it, in its heyday. Um, but it's just a little flash, flashy kind of cartoon, and it had um, some characters that were really kind of ironic and hipstery and funny. And then they had some um, the girls on there that they called the Teen Girl Squad, and it was which just was making drawn, fun of, yeah, it was drawn by another character. So it was a cartoon drawing a cartoon on like no yeah. notebook paper. So meta. <laughs> I love it so much. And anyway, you, you guys just nailed that cosplay. It was so funny. <laughs> And uh, my, by far my favorite that you guys do. But you, you also do, what, My Little Pony, and you have um, some Doctor Who stuff. And we've recently gotten way, way into Harry Potter. Um, oh, yes. You have some really excellent, um, like, wands. You make wands? My wife and I sell them, yeah. We make wands and wand accessories. <laughs> I love uh, wands. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Um, and, yeah, we have a, an Etsy shop, and, uh, and we go around to conventions, so... Right. Well, what's your um, what would be your Etsy shop name? Um, well, it's etsy.com/shop/slash, and it's all one word. Uh, Wanderlust by Owens. Wanderlust by Owens. Okay. Well, if I remember, I'll put that in the show notes too. Um, you guys did a great job with those too. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <clears throat> well, usually what we do here on the Doctor Who Match Machine is um, we the Doctor Who Match Machine is just this little kind of um, contraption that flies around through time and space, and it meets up with people um, all around the country, in the world, really. I haven't had any international guests yet, but I'm hoping for someday. That would be cool. That would be great. And uh, anyway, we meet up a little bit, and it kind of works a little bit like a creepy match.com situation, <laughs> except instead of a, um, a person that it's hooking you up with, it's going to match you with an episode of Doctor Who. Um, classic and new. And so in your case, um, the Match Machine hooked you up with a classic episode, the Demons. Demons? Yes. Diamonds. All of the above. <laughs> Whichever you like the best. Well, usually we start by talking a little bit about some of the questions that you um, put into the Match Machine. And you got the very first generation of the Match Machine, so you got the, the early, early questions. Um, let's talk about a few of those. Um, tell me a little bit about your favorite movie. Uh, oh man, what did I put down? Um, well, let me look here at the uh, ticker tape coming out of the back of the Cause see, this machine. Because this is oh, funny. There because there's um, Indiana Jones and the Temple. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because this is funny because there's a just a joke about me in general. Everybody, because if it's a movie, I've probably not seen it. Um, I just <laughs> not a movie watcher or no, it just take like, that's a lot of time to spend just staring at a screen, not knowing if you're going to be happy at the end. Oh my gosh. That's uh, so funny because the very, um, let's see, episode eight of this podcast with, uh, Kelly from Austin, we had the same conversation. She said she hates watching movies because it's, it's a big time waster. If I like the movie, I love watching movies, but I, I have to be pretty sure I'm going to like it. I definitely yeah. don't like going to like movie theaters and sitting through an entire like two and a half hour movie and walking out going, well, that was just three hours I wasted. So, yeah. Are you the kind of person that would walk out after 30 minutes if you weren't into it? No. 
No, because at that point I've paid for it and I've got popcorn, so I might as well oh. stay. <laughs> pay for the popcorn. Right? I have walked out of one movie ever in my whole life, and uh, I can't remember which movie it was, but I remember that it was one of those corny cheese ball like, um, oh gosh, um, Saturday Night Live actor, you know, kind of yeah. going off and making their kind of a movie. It was one of those. Um, and it was just a, maybe an hour in, and I was just I remember watching uh, when I was, well, pretty young and being taken by somebody to the theater to see White Men Can't Jump and about halfway through going, I don't know why we're here. This is the dumbest movie plot of all time. That's great. <laughs> you like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Is your, oh, yes. You, you're a fan. What is it yes. you like about that movie? Um, you know, it's like funny and action and, and kind of everything all at once. It's one of those movies where you get to the end and you almost forget how it started. Because mm-hmm. you're in such a different place, and I'm, I'm, I really love action kind of stuff. So, oh, that's good. Indiana Jones is is kind of right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, I don't actually know a lot about you. We spent some time talking at conventions about the things we both mutually like. Right. I don't think we've ever really hung out or like chatted. So. No. Um, talk a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Um, I, uh, for a job, I manage a convenience store. Okay. So, uh, but, um, I... Actually, a few friends that do that in different places. I could probably visit different places around the area. Um, uh, yeah, so that's what I do as a job, but I also, um, I have a degree, my undergraduate degree is in architecture. I did that for a while and then decided I didn't want to do that anymore. And uh, I have a master's in business, and uh, I write, and I'm an artist and designer, and I've sewn since I was old enough to work a sewing machine. And highly qualified yeah. and kind of a Renaissance woman. You've got a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Wow, architecture. Yeah. And business. Okay. Yeah. Both of those areas very very good for for where we live, you know. Yeah, I don't I don't do much of the the architecture stuff anymore. Although learning to build models has been mm-hmm. very helpful. I like I can build cardboard props like I have these business. So yeah, um, that's one of those areas that I'm not real great at. Um, our second episode had AJ um on, and she does a really good job at. Um, she lives in Branson. that you had actually seen every single 
Doctor Who episode. You, you're completely 100% caught up. As far as I'm aware, if it still exists in its entirety, I've seen it. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the Completion Club, right? Yay! <laughs> There's not a ton of people that have seen every single one. Um, so, what? Um, at what point did, did that happen for you? Are you like a classic episode person where you watched it when you were a kid? Or are you somebody who came in uh, actually, it's just been a few years ago. Um, it was one of those things where everybody was sort of surprised I wasn't into Doctor Who, and I was like, I know, I know I would like it, but it just seems, I mean, 50 years of television to watch is a lot to catch up on, and I don't even remember really what happened, but it was one of those, just one day I was like, no, I think we should start watching this. And uh, so we started in on the new series, so we'd be caught up when, I think it was during a lull, during the break between seasons. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, we started with nine and got all caught up, and then went back to the beginning, and just, it's, yeah. I think it took us, like, we wa- did nothing but watch TV every night for, like, nine months. <laughs> yes, yes. But, yeah. It's a big catalog. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty much the same way that I came in. I think I came in with... Some people um, that I work with at the hospital, they say, hey, you know, this is a show you like. And I said, I know, I'm worried, I'm going to get booked, you know, and um, of course that's what happened. Right. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then it didn't take long to go back and, and do the classics. Um, so how do you watch them now? Do you have them on your computer or do you have DVDs? Or- you know, I, I, I haven't actually active. Uh, I, I found it on uh online <laughs> yeah. places okay. it probably shouldn't be um no, i used fine. to watch it when it was on netflix and hulu and and if there were sort of missing episodes i could kind of dig them up um yeah. i have a friend that has every episode well i think he's one of the hooligans actually i wouldn't say friend fellow uh convenience store manager who has all yeah. of the episodes <laughs> um and i know i could probably call him if i needed to but yeah, if you mm-hmm. dig around to the recesses right. of the you internet you figure it out I was also one of those, like, I used to watch Netflix and Amazon when they were on Amazon, I caught them on there, too. And then yeah. I was just so devastated when they took them off. And really, the only reason I brought it up today is because between the last time that I recorded and today, um, BritBox has done a thing now where they partner with Amazon. So if you go on Amazon, you can actually subscribe to BritBox as a channel. Really? The whole back catalog. So I was like, oh, okay, well, that works great. But before they did that, and in between the time that everybody dropped it, and now, um, there was nothing. I mean, there was just right. no way to get them. So, unless you need some money. Uh, so I actually ended up getting all the DVDs because I was like, I don't ever want to have to go through this again. This is ridiculous. You know, so now that it's there, I'm kind of sad because I don't need it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Good to have, though. It's good to have. It's all Because you it's never fine. know when they're going to change that. <clears throat> that's right. That's right. Jay, tell me what you think about the new Doctor that we cast. I am so excited. So crazy excited. And I don't even know anything about her. <laughs> but just, yes. uh, yeah, super excited. Me too. I'm a fan. You know, when people always ask me before, like, who's your favorite Doctor? I would just give them jokey answers, you know, because I never really had a good favorite. I think I'm going to have an absolute favorite now after this. Yeah, definitely. I'm so excited. Yeah, cool. So you saw the diamonds uh, before, and um, what did you think about this episode when you watched it? It's <coughs> funny that this one got picked for me because it is so me in so many ways. <laughs> is it really? Um, yeah. Oh, it's great. 
um, all of the like witchcraft and science and aliens and yeah, um, yeah, all of that. It's kind of weird because I kind of run with. I have a lot of friends who are um, various forms of witchy and <laughs> pagany, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm involved in that kind of community too. I'm um, one of the planners on a Pagan Pride Day, so like I'm kind of into that stuff. So uh, so there's all that and the sort of no, it's not religion, it's science, and but it's aliens. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, and then the third doctor is one of my favorite doctors. Is he really? Yeah. I like him too. Um, I don't know if he's one of my favorites. Um, it's probably not because of him as a doctor. It's probably more about um, the style of the show during that time. It was maybe not as exciting to me. But um, this episode, um, I like it better than some of his other ones. <laughs> it's got a lot more going on for it. So it's kind of fun. Um, <clears throat> So, uh, well, let's, let's talk about some of the, the elements in there that kind of spoke to you a little bit. So we've got this, this witchcrafty thing going on. Well, it, when, the, when a, the story first starts, we're kind of in a smaller town, and there's an archaeological dig, and they're getting ready to dig up something, but it's been like, I don't know, um, you can fill in for me here if I'm altering a little bit, but I think it's, it has to do with some old um, superstition. Yeah, and there's supposed to be some sort of curse or something, or something yeah. forbidden down there that they're not supposed to dig up. But this archaeologist is like, let's dig it up anyway, right? And, right, and then this um, witch from the neighborhood is like, no, <laughs> uh, and this she's, is a bad she idea. She seems to be some kind of a white witch, and I think she even, does she live herself as such? She's a white yes. witch. Yes, yes. And um, then there's some dark magic, and I have to tell you, I mean, I, I don't know, um, how much I, I think I talked a little bit about my religious background on the show, but um, you know I grew up Pentecostal. I grew up pretty strictly Pentecostal, and so um, you know in my house growing up we weren't even allowed to read the Crucible when it was yeah. for school because we weren't going to be having witch stuff in our house. You know we were we were mm -hmm. definitely not allowed to read that. We, there were other things that just it just really really stick in my mind about like rules that we had. Um, and that was all part of the Pentecostal tradition. Um, yes. My my dad's actually a minister. We were about I don't know three notches below that. But what kind of but, a minister is your dad? Um, uh, he's not a nominational. Um, he doesn't even like. It's an independent church. Okay. Um, I yeah. But. Also, um, well, you can kind of understand. You know, this kind of an episode would have been very difficult for me to watch. Um, in my early 20s when I was still kind of figuring out who I was and um, this is the kind of thing that you know would make me very very uncomfortable because there are aspects of this which are just almost literally devil worship. I mean you have a master oh, yes. who is I mean he's throwing up the devil horns and he's chanting and he's got this heaven with him and he's trying to invoke literally the devil. I mean they say demons and it's not supposed to be the, the devil but it's supposed to be you know the aliens that are all demons from the planet demon or demons. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. You know. <laughs> and so, um, you know, that's the kind of thing that would have made me very Of course, now uh, I'm an adult and I'm targeting the feelings and I'm okay with watching things and not okay with this correctly. But, um, but I don't know. It's kind of an interesting. I, 
I, I was very interested the very first time I watched this to go, huh, I'm surprised that in 1970-whatever, this was anything. Actually, I'm not surprised because uh, I think, especially in, in the UK, witchcraft was kind of a big deal around that time. Um, kind of a underground popular thing, like not totally mainstream, but enough that everybody was kind of aware of it. Um, but that's sort of a heyday of witchcraft in the UK. Yeah, so I think that's why it shows up so often. Culture, like it wasn't quite as oppressed. Or right. I don't know. Maybe they were more free to kind of explore those ideas. But yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of what we like, sort of witchcraft as it exists, kind of in the neo-pagan community now. A lot of, I mean, takes a lot from British witchcraft oh, <laughs> traditions. Really? Yeah, borrows a lot from all that. So interesting. I don't know if I knew that. That's interesting. Um, well, cool. Well, um, so kind of the first episode, we learned that the master's kind of involved and he's pulling this, this sort of demonic energy from this demon alien. And um, then, of course, the doctor gets involved and brings along um, Joe Grant. This is his companion at the time. Yes. Are you team Joe Grant or team oh. Sarah Jane with uh, the third doctor? They're both awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how you choose. <laughs> but I always associate Sarah Jane with the fourth doctor more than the third. Is so. she, was she with the fourth doctor a lot? Yes. Uh, probably. Yeah. And, and then, of course, Liz was only with one season. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really team Liz. As much as I like Liz and the feminist in me wants to go, yay, scientists, you know. But she hardly did TV. anything. <laughs> yeah, her, I think that they didn't write her very well. It was yeah. Annoying, you know, and so, um, so they didn't yeah, take I, her anywhere. I really like Joe Grant um, just because I'm in love with, um, low key in love with Katie Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. Um, and even to this day, like, just I haven't. Uh, I've listened to a couple, but I haven't really let myself get pulled into that yet. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'm going to shout out. I keep shouting out my previous guest, but we have to read on episode seven. Um, his take on that was, if I can get this right, was that he's an all or nothing person. <laughs> and so because he can't do I just know that when I start, I'm not going to be able to stop, and I have too many other projects on my plate, so it's one of those, like, I think this is going to go in a very distracting yeah. direction, so I'm just going to yeah. leave it leave it be. They're great. Um, you know, my, I, I, I totally get that all or nothing thing. I think for me, what I've done is I've just decided to pick my favorite. I'm cherry picking, really. Yeah. Going, I absolutely have to listen to the River Song one. So I pick up the River Song one. And then I really, really like being mini, so I got um, into the Iris Wild kind of stuff. And I haven't listened to all of it. But you know what? I, I have listened to some of them. And um, I take them in my car on long road trips. And, you know, it's just fun to distract the time. She's great with voices. And, um, yeah, I think I would be more likely to do that if my commute was not like eight minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah, it helps that I live, you know, a half an hour away. Yeah. So, well, um, 
So then the other thing that I wanted to mention was that um, when the doctor gets involved in this whole shenanigans, he brings along humans. And so it's actually a human story. We have um, Sergeant Benton, we have Brigadier Lockridge Stewart. Um, and the case. first time, this is the first time I ever picked this up too, because I had to actually stop watching and look it up, because I heard it when they're building the, to jump ahead, way, way ahead, uh, yeah, when like building the machine, three, I think I know yeah, <laughs> to get through the, the heat barrier, uh -huh. um, and he talk, he, he actually names the guy that's working on the machine, and it's Osgood. Osgood. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, that's not a link, is it? And I had to actually go look that up. Yes, <laughs> I was like, oh my I gosh, that was, that was on purpose. What, what did you find when you looked that? That they original? didn't, yeah, they didn't make it, apparently they didn't make it uh, clear in any of the scripts, but that the intention was that she would be his daughter. Oh, I love that so much. Oh my gosh. He but he said that and I was like, I didn't just hear that, did I? Yeah. <laughs> Because I was like, this is, that can't be, that can't be coincidental. Like, they wouldn't have picked that name and not realized they've already used it once, right? <laughs> right. No, absolutely. Um, the other thing um, that stuck out to me that you mentioned was the, um, the heat barrier. So, now, and, you know, I, sometimes I get confused when I'm watching these stories because I'm like, there's so many different threads. And like, what, where did that one come from? What, what does this thing have to do with that? So I never really understood what the heat barrier had to do with any of the rest of it. From what I could, like, <coughs> I think I'm right on this. Um, I think that the doctor's explanation was that when the demon, daemon, whatever, when he changed sizes, because he was like microscopic for most of the time, but when you summoned him, he got really huge, and that it was that transformation that generated that heat, or took it away, because like, he was frozen for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because at the very beginning, like, the doctor put stuff on some of that freeze stuff, Because right? he's down he's in the tomb when, him. yeah. Yeah. So, the heat barrier, to me, reminded me of, I don't know if you, are you a Stephen King fan? Uh, no. So there is a Stephen King book that was written in, again, the late aughts. I mean, it was late in the 2000, 2000, well, it might have been early 2000s, but um, it's called Under the Dome, and um, it was eventually turned into a TV serial. Um, I read the first a quarter of the book before I got bored, <laughs> and then I watched the very first like um, season premiere of that show, and then after that I was, I mean it was kind of boring after that, but the premise of the story was that it was a town that um, one day, you know, it's kind of somebody just driving down the street, and then boom, they hit this invisible barrier, and you know, there's a plane flying, and the plane crashes into the barrier and explodes, and there's birds that hit the barrier, and they fall to the ground dead you know so then yeah they, they examine this barrier and it's a it's a dome it is a dome-shaped barrier all around the entire town and um, nobody can get in and nobody can get out and so then it becomes a story of this kind of isolated town and the people within it and how they cope with the fact that they're now isolated from the rest of the world interesting and, yeah so then when I was watching this 
you know, uh, again, I was like, oh my gosh, that is under the dome. Like, it's the exact plot of Under the Dome. So I wonder um, if that's just something that coincidentally rhymed, or if Stephen King had ever, you know, maybe watched this particular episode yeah. and internalized that. It also reminded me of uh, whatever, I'm bad with episode names, but um, with uh, Matt Smith, mm -hmm. with the drill, when they go down in the Silurians or whatever. Um, oh, the, uh -huh, the Silurians, uh-huh. Uh, when they put the dome over that town and, like, darken everything. Okay. I remember that part. I remember the Silurian episode. I remember they, um, them darkening the town. I, you know, it's been a while since I've been in yeah. I think, gosh, you know, 50 years of material, they're going to repeat themselves quite a bit. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so, anyway, um, I don't know, did you, did you buy the, the arguments that they make in the show that, um, let's see, they make this argument that the witchcraft or the magic is not really magic, it's science, right? Yes. And then sort of throughout whenever they you know they have little examples of it so like the doctor makes his car go by on its own and people are like oh my gosh it's magic and then he's like no it's just radio control and he shows the radio control towards the end of the episode you know they're doing things that become less and less easily explained by scientific right. method but they're still saying this is not magic this is science but they don't really explain it so right. Like well, big, <laughs> you know, there's it's alien science, and that's what we need to harness the energy. And you know, the white witch, she says, "Oh, well, that's that's exactly what magic is." And they're like, "No, no, it's science." <laughs> well, and it was funny because there's also part where um, I think it's that little uh, like the little gargoyle that comes to life, uh, oh, and the doctor like fights him off with like a piece of iron. Yes. Oh, because yeah, like they were like. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, superstition says that, like, iron is supposed to work against them, and and I think it's Joe, that, or whoever's with him, is like, oh, it's not supposed to work that, you know, I thought that didn't work, and they're like, oh, but he believed it would. Uh, right. So, the placebo effect? I mean, yes. Yeah, I so don't know. some of that where I was like, hmm, I mean, I, I understand, and I think it's a really great point that you made, that, you know, just because we don't fully understand how something works doesn't mean that it's magic. You know, it, it works right. because, because of reasons. I mean, maybe we don't really understand those reasons, but those reasons... It's alien science. Yeah, it's alien science. It's, it's somebody else can explain it later down the road. <laughs> um, so I get and I just that. picture that guy yeah, from cool. Ancient Aliens with the big hair going, it's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the name. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's <laughs> great. It's great. Um, do you... Okay, so Joe Brandt and Mike Yates mm -hmm. supposed to be an item at this point or not? I don't know. I I admittedly don't kind of get into all that. I'm not sure. Did you get a vibe when you watched it? Um, a little bit. I mean, there's there's certainly flirtation kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But I like yeah. I I uh. I've been pretty um pretty straightforward on this podcast with my opinion that I really, really love a good love story. Um, <laughs> and so I know that, uh, you know, within Joe Grant's timeline, that at the beginning, Mike Gates was supposed to be, you know, like a love interest, and then later they kind of let go of that. 
Yeah. Exactly. Definitely she ends up with somebody else. So. Yes, absolutely. But I can definitely see in this episode he's you know caring for her, he's looking after her, he stays right by her. And then later on in the episode, I get a little frustrated because he calls her an idiot and he's <laughs> like mean to her. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, run away, Joe. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, they, they sometimes <laughs> hit their feminist points, and sometimes they really miss them. <laughs> that's right, that's right. What was your favorite part of um, this particular, the, the Damon? Um, wow. Uh, actually, the whole, like, end um, sequence with the maypole. Oh, yeah. And it's like a whole, like, it's like a fight, but it's also a celebration, and all of the townspeople aren't, like, you're not sure if they really think they're there for some sort of celebration, or if they know that it's supposed to be some, like, they're gonna, like, sacrifice the doctor to whatever, like, it, it's kind of absurdly funny to me yeah. <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Um, like, we're gonna tie him up by dancing around this pole! <laughs> yes, yes. I think it's interesting how they all just kind of, it's proud like mentality. Yeah. They just all kind of find a leader and then they go along with whatever the leader wants them to do. Yeah, like tie up and this guy to this pole and they all just kind of go, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, light the fire. Uh, you know, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. And so then they're like, oh, we'll build a, a you know, a fire around the guy. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then. Even though they're dancing around a maypole, which is kind of, I mean, that's very pagan already. So aren't they all witches? Um, kind of? Like, no. or is she, you know, the white it's all very unclear. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then she comes out and she says, um, how dare you guys try to burn the great god Kui Kui Kwa or whatever. <laughs> and so she tries to trick them into thinking that the doctor is some kind of a, um, I don't know, a god to be, to be followed. And then all of a sudden, it's like the crowd changes. They turn, you know, he, he does a few tr magic tricks for them, and then they change, and they're, suddenly they're like, oh yeah, this guy, let's see what he says. It's the whole, so. like, really stupid country folk thing where yeah, they're supposed to be very gullible and easily tricked. Yes. So, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of parallels there with what's kind of going on on Facebook <laughs> these days. Yeah. It's like, oh, who can get the cutest looking... In most interesting link with like a good picture that sort of relatively sounds reputable and we'll all just sort of mob mentality. Believe it, yeah. Yeah, go, go with whatever that says. Um, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been on a pretty steady unfollow uh, routine for, for a while it's, now. It's I don't know how to, how to react you know, to this sort of thing again. I mean, I have, I have feet in, in all kinds of camps, kind of everywhere. I'm pretty solidly overall, you know, but, um, you know, my background is such that all of, um, actually all of, but, you know, I have a, a substantial amount of friends and family who are, so that's not, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I've, I've, uh, I've made tough calls in that arena, so my, my, my Facebook is a lot, well, e and even being sort of, I wouldn't say one-sided, but, uh, I don't have a lot of super conservative friends, um, and even then, I, I do a lot of cleanup on my site, of, yeah. uh, on my feed of like I don't even know why you're linking to these things. These are not that's not even news. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't want to sound 
or this meeting, and I know I tend to come off that way sometimes in some situations. Like, I'm, I'm aware of it really unfolding that comment. Um, you know, and it's hard for me because I want to be like, listen, this website that you just linked is total garbage. That's why, you know, here's a better website. Like, I want to do that, but then I don't want to be a condescending asshole. You know, right. I'm so smart, you know. Like, no, I just, I'm empathy. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it. No, no, I just know that this is not real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I just do a lot of, I just, that, that feature where you can hide all from a site <laughs> is mm -hmm. very valuable. Yeah, I love from that. The site. And that, you know what, I'm good about doing that. I'm like, I don't want to see anything from this particular website. That's a little easier for me to swallow than to say, I don't want to see anything from this particular website. Right. I'd be like, I want to see your, you know, kitten pictures and, and all of that. But if you keep linking to all of these weird <laughs> yeah, fake like, new right, sites whatever i'm just yeah. gonna yeah so i'll just i'll just hide all these sites and i'll keep looking at your cute kittens and yeah, it's fine and your kitten is adorable by the way i love my kitten she's <laughs> <laughs> so great <laughs> She's two and a half pounds now. She's about halfway to where she's going to be an adult. She's so little, I can't speak. Because uh, is she, she's she going to be like a permanent kitten? She's going to be like a permanent small cat, like a really yeah. small cat. She's only going to get to be like five pounds. Oh, My other adorable. two are like 10 and 12. You know? Yeah, <laughs> we have fat cats. But <laughs> yes. oh, that's adorable. <laughs> she's so cute. But she sleeps. Um, she has almost no fur, so she she gets really cold at night. So she curled up under the blanket, right Aww. next to me, like under the blanket. It's the most adorable thing ever. But she's so small and afraid of the cold at night, and just like yeah. squisher. So and it, it keeps me awake. <laughs> but that's why she wears all the little outfits. I've seen the little. Yes, I would not normally dresses. put clothes on my cat. <laughs> my other cats don't wear clothes. But she gets so cold after, like, we have to give her a bathroom to me. Again, it, it has to be everything to do with the breed, not because she's a cat, but just because right. of the breed. She, we have to give her a bathroom to me, and she gets so cold and shivery after that bath. we got to put some shirt or a sweater on her um, so that she can you know, breathe. She's um, a Cornish Rex. And she's and super she's, cute. Yes, she's very, very so. so you have cats? We have four. Uh... Yeah, we're crazy cattleys. We used to have five. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, five has been our max. We, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have four right now. And I read a blog today that somebody linked on one of those websites that's not reputable, and um, it was just BuzzFeed or something. But it was it was cute. It said, you know, um, ten things you need to stop saying to people who have cats because it's really horrible. And one of the things on there, of course, was quit calling people with cats crazy cat ladies. It's some <laughs> kind of an insult and not some kind of a dream that you're going to be aspiring to because it's right. amazing to be surrounded by cats for the rest of your life. It, it's nice, although I'm sort of looking forward to eventually someday in our lives having no cats in the house because then we can actually own nice things. <laughs> yes, cats do tend to tear things up. We get, yes. you know, we, what we do is we take, um, we, we have a lot of cardboard. Um, and we, uh, again, our house doesn't look at classiest because we've got a lot of cardboard out, but they leave our furniture alone because they just scratch It's not even so much the furniture, but like they climb, we, we took in a stray. And uh, and he was very very little, but he still has all these like crazy wild habits. So he has to be places where we don't want him to be. So uh -huh. we can't like put like fragile things on a shelf because he's gonna get there. 
and shove it off onto the floor. Yes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) So you you find yourself just arranging your house to accommodate the fact that cats are cats. Yes. Yes. Or going to the store and going, oh, that's really pretty. We could never buy that. <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> that is not that. a thing that can come into our house. <laughs> wow. Well, um, we are running towards the end here. Let me ask you a question. Um, if this was a blind date that you went on with this episode, how would that date end? Uh, I, I would be interested in a second date, definitely. Oh. Second date. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, um, that will do it for this episode. I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you. Thanks for coming. Um, so we're going to regenerate here in two more episodes. Um, I've got, uh, oh, maybe just one more episode. I've got one more. It's going to be, be about episode 10 or so. When we're going to regenerate. We're going to have a new logo. Um, all new questions, and you will be um, very welcome to come back on and try again with. I would um, love to. Very good. Well, thank you so very much. Um, this I'm is super fun. Ahead. I've never been on a podcast before. <laughs> really? You know, my, my podcast is is uh, not even close to anything um, in terms of quality, but I am I'm definitely learning, um, and I really very much appreciate the podcast that I listen to. I have friends that do, you know, and they give me tips and stuff. So shout outs to, um, oh, I don't know, the TARDIS Tavern, Cold Hill AV Club, um, and more. <laughs> and thank you guys for, for helping me out with my podcast and learning. I know that one of the next things that I need to do is to invest in some better recording equipment. Um, I just don't exactly know so that's something that I'm researching now. But anyway, I digress. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, we'll chat soon. Awesome. You have been listening to the Doctor Who Match Machine, the game show that is all about you. Thank you for listening. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes, and we appreciate your reviews. Have questions or suggestions? You can join the interactive Doctor Who Match Machine Club on Facebook. Just use the search feature for the Facebook group and ask to join. Thank you to Time Dominus for the use of their track, DW8Bit. No copyright infringement is intended.